Let us open the precious Word of God to Jeremiah chapter 3 for an opening passage of Scripture. Jeremiah chapter 3. Our theme for today is faithful ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ compared to false teachers. Many scriptures are going to be read that pertain to that subject. I shall be preaching about that subject from 1 Peter chapter 5, its first four verses. And this will be our introductory passage of scripture. It is a wonderful section of scripture. It has a great prophecy and promise concerning you. And we have been blessed to realize the fulfillment of this great prophecy. Before I read several verses, I would like to show you verse 15. Jeremiah 3.15 And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. We have had those. And we have been blessed. And the Lord has fulfilled His prophecy and promise to us. And I'm going to read several verses around this 15th verse, but I want you to remember the 15th verse. Ministers according to God's heart. He will give them, and they will feed us with knowledge and understanding. What you know and understand about the things of God today are because God fulfilled this toward you. We could be anywhere worshiping any God. We could be in the Catholic Church worshiping their caricature of Christianity but we are here by the blessing of God fulfilling His Word. This is a prophecy and promise of the church of the New Testament and how that God would unite the ten tribes that hated the two tribes and the two tribes hated the ten tribes. He's going to unite them, bring them back into one congregation. It's a New Testament congregation because they are not going to do anything with the tabernacle, temple, or Ark of the Covenant anymore. I'm about to read that to you. And the nations will flow into that church. And we are the nations, and we have flowed into it, and He has raised up New Testament pastors for our benefit. Jeremiah chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. The Word of the Lord in our inspired and preserved Bibles. Go... And proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity, that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers, under every green tree. And ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city, and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass, When ye be multiplied and increased in the land, in those days, saith the Lord, they shall no more, they shall say no more, the ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall that be done any more. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, 
and all the nations shall be gathered unto it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of their evil heart. In those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. But I said, How shall I put thee among the children and give thee a pleasant land, a goodly heritage of the hosts of nations? And I said, Thou shalt call me my father and shalt not turn away from me. Amen. Amen and amen. Turning to the north were the ten tribes. The ten tribes hated the two southern tribes of Judah and Benjamin. They waged incredible civil war for several hundred years. They would actually go into confederacy with foreign nations to try to kill each other. Judah versus Israel. But here the Lord is uniting them and telling them to come back. And in spite of Israel's horrible idolatry, especially under Omri and Ahab, he, he tells them to come back because he is still married to them by covenant. And they should return. And he says, when you come back, I will give you pastors according to my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. The verse I want you to remember from this passage. And in those days, you'll no longer worry about the Ark of the Covenant. It won't even come into your mind. Are you thankful for that fact that we don't have this little gold box behind us with two tables of stone in it that say, if you can't keep these, it's curtains for you. Because we have the Lord Jesus Christ that has replaced the covenant of God that was in that Ark of the Covenant. We have a new covenant in the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have a priest that could have had to go in only once a year into the presence of God. Each of you is a king and a priest by the work of the Lord Jesus Christ to go into the presence of God. Amen. We are so blessed. And that 16th verse is just saying in every way that it can say, the Ark of the Covenant will be a thing of the past. And we will be brought into a new relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, we know this is a New Testament prophecy. Can we figure that out pretty easily? We won't think about the Ark of the Covenant anymore. And at that time, the nations will be gathered unto this reunited Israel. You know, when you read the Word of God and James chapter 1 says to the 12 tribes, how many tribes did James write? To the 12 tribes scattered abroad, James chapter 1. Out of every tribe, those people descended upon Jerusalem, and you, you read about them in Acts chapter 2 around verse 15 with uh, the day of Pentecost. And there, the, then the Gentiles came in in Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, and later. And that is all fulfilled for us. And God raised up pastors. God raised up Timothy. God raised up Titus. God raised up Apollos. And others that were ordained by the apostles and that fed His people. Right. Verse 19 is obscure and a little peculiar. But it's God talking. God is in the first person from verses 12 through 18. He is still speaking in verse 19. And He's asking Himself, How can I do this with these idolaters? How can I put them back among my children? How am I going to do this? How can I give them a pleasant land and a goodly heritage of the hosts of nations? How can I let them in with the Gentiles? Because I gave them my religion, and then they went and became idolaters. How can I show this? I will do a work of grace in their hearts where I will, they will turn to me and call me my father. My father. There in verse 19, and shalt not turn away from me. 
You know, the benefits of the new covenant are that God writes His law and His commandments into our hearts and into our minds. And there was a new covenant made with the house of Israel. Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10 describes it, where God brought them to repentance, to humble themselves before Almighty God, to call Him their Father through Jesus Christ, and to be committed to the new covenant. This is the passage of Scripture. We are the fulfillment. We are the objects of this prophecy, along with many that went before us, of Jews and Gentiles being united in one body, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that church, He promised, I will give you pastors according to Mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And there have been Baptist brothers that have gone before us, some that we have known in our lifetime, some that we have read about, some that we only know very obscure and small bits of information about that have preached the pure gospel, bringing knowledge and understanding to God's people for the last 2,000 years. He has fulfilled His Word. And today, we thank Him for that and learn more about it from the passages that will be read and preached. Let us pray. Our Father in Heaven, Almighty God, our Father, Thou art our Father through predestinated adoption in Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank Thee for Him and that You sent forth the Spirit of Your Son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Heavenly Father, we thank You for saving us Gentiles and for allowing us, for moving us, for ordaining and appointing us as Gentile nations to flow unto Mount Zion of the New Testament. We are thankful to be in this house this day, the house of the Lord. And we're thankful to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're thankful to have had Thy Word taught to us so that we have grown in knowledge and understanding by faithful men that have gone before. We are thankful for their beautiful feet. And Heavenly Father, if we ought to kiss the lips of a man that giveth a right answer according to the book of Proverbs, we owe them our affection and esteem for all they have taught us. And we thank Thee this day that You have fulfilled Your Word toward us and that we have received and enjoyed and benefited by the blessing that You promised. Heavenly Father, we pray that You will stir up yet more ministers to go into Your harvest, that they will be faithful men of God, that they will humble themselves before the Scriptures and fear no man, that they will take heed to themselves and to the doctrine and to continue in those two things. O Lord, we pray this for all those scattered sheep that are scattered abroad and those congregations without pastors. We pray for those churches that do have elders, bishops, pastors, and teachers over them, that You will bless them this day, that You will give them great courage and boldness and open the Word of God to them. And open the ears of their hearers that the word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified in all corners of the earth. That the nations might flow unto Mount Zion. That they might hear of the Lord Jesus Christ, their new King, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Heavenly Father, we thank You to be in Your house. We thank You that we're going to be able to sing Your praise. We thank You to be among those of like precious faith. 
we thank you for regenerating our souls, forgiving us our sins, granting us thy spirit, showing us the truth, and putting us in this body. Lord, forgive us for our spiritual slothfulness. Forgive us the coldness of our hearts. Forgive us for we have committed spiritual adultery in any way this past week by being a friend of the world and being an adulterer or an adulteress in your sight. Forgive us and cleanse us from all iniquity and bless us this day, Heavenly Father, to worship Thee in spirit and in truth, to be thankful for the truth that has been shown to us, And we pray for yet more. Heavenly Father, we have no corner on the truth, but what we have, we delight in. And we pray that you will show us everything in which we lack, that we might worship thee perfectly according to your will. Lord God, our Father, preserve our nation. We thank thee for it. But Heavenly Father, your people have been wicked and foolish Carnal and worldly, they have compromised with this world. And so your judgment upon us is justified. But, O Lord, we ask for pure mercy. We ask for grace. We ask for the peace of this Babylon, that in her peace we might have peace. We thank you for our government. We thank you for our rulers. We ask you this day to bless them, to help them, to lead them, and to guide them that your people under their care might be protected and allowed the liberties and freedoms we have so richly enjoyed for so long. Father in heaven, we pray for those that are in hospitals right now, Sylvia and Rachel and others tending them. And Heavenly Father, we pray right now for Jonathan and Christina Carnell and their little Abraham who had a seizure this morning. Speak the word, and he shall be protected and delivered and healed. Have mercy upon his parents and embrace them in your mighty arms and by the comforting power of the Holy Spirit that they will know that you are with them and we are with them. Bless us now in this assembly in Jesus' name. Amen.